This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of Went to Mo Kings Mellow, the podcast that follows the fantastic Chelsea FC women's team. I'm your host, Dean, and what a week it's been following Chelsea. Uh, in the past week, Chelsea's women's side have played twice, beating West Ham 4-1 last Thursday. And yesterday afternoon, the last-minute Sam Kerr goal ensured a 1-0 win over Aston Villa, ensuring the destiny of this season's WSL title remains in our hands. However, more serious issues currently affect the club, and it's no exaggeration right now to say that the future of our women's team is under threat. On Thursday, the 10th of March, the UK government sanctioned Chelsea owner Roman Abramovich for his links to Russian President Vladimir Putin and the claim that his steel company, Evraz, will supply materials to the Russian war effort as they continued their illegal invasion of Ukraine, events which have shocked the entire world. Sanctions against Mr Abramovich meant freezing all of his assets, including Chelsea Football Club. However, the club was awarded a special licence to continue day-to-day operations, including fulfilling fixtures, paying staff and players, but the club remains unable to produce any income from selling merchandise, selling tickets, selling players, receiving sponsorship money, etc. This also meant the club unable to buy players or agree contract extensions for current players. The terms of the licence allowed the club to spend up to £500,000 on match days, um, obviously for Stamford Bridge, not King's Meadow, and up to 20000 for travel to matches, obviously the men's team, not the women's. Uh, this was later increased to 900000 per game. Later that day, Chelsea shirt sponsor Free UK announced they requested for their sponsorship of the team to be paused and for all the branding to be removed from the grounds and shirts. Plan UK, Chelsea's charity partner, announced they had ended their deal with the club, although this was already ending this May. Uh, Barclays Bank then decided to freeze the club's credit cards. Uh, On Saturday, Roman Abramovich was banned from being a club director, despite him never being a club director before. And Chelsea's sleeve sponsor, Hyundai, announced they wanted to pause their deal, despite them sponsoring the 2018 FIFA World Cup in Russia and the upcoming 2022 FIFA World Cup in Qatar. Uh, The club, as of today, are running a day-by-day operation and are quite literally, due to frozen funds, a ticking time bomb towards a financial catastrophe. 
what we see in the news talked about on the radio or read about in the newspapers is pretty much centred around the men's first team. So we hope today to look at what this means for the Chelsea women's team. Uh, and joining me to do just that is my fellow co-host, Dane. Uh, Dane, good to see you. How are you doing? Yeah, good to see you. Yeah, yeah, it's been a tough, tough week, sporting-wise, obviously. I know everyone has their own things, their own personal things that go. I mean, I'm not comparing to anything that's going on in the world, but for for a, a club that has, has been a love for you know over 35 years it's it's coming from all angles uh, people are lining up some deserved some undeserved people are lining up with with their knives ready to dig in and it's hard you know i've listened a lot i've read a lot and absorbed a lot and yeah it, it's been a tough week uh but the best thing I find is to talk about things, you know. I listened to the men's fan cast on Friday night and they that really helped. If anyone fancies listening to that, you know, they very intelligent conversation just regarding everything. And hopefully, yeah, obviously tonight I expect, you know, another another good release of of of, of emotions and you know, just 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 to help us all obviously understand and then obviously try and move on and and, and look forward to the future. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like it goes without saying, but we're not comparing events that happened to Chelsea this week with what's happening in Ukraine. Uh, obviously, one is far more serious and life-changing um, than the other, but this is what affects us as Chelsea fans and listeners as well and what we know. So we're going to talk about what we know rather than things we don't know. Uh, joining myself and Dane, uh, two very important people in the Chelsea women's community. Uh, the first, Kerry Evans from the Chelsea Women's Sports Group. Uh, Kerry, welcome back to the show. How are you? Hello, thanks for having me back. Yeah, it's been a um, stressful couple of weeks, but as you said, it's not enough to compare what's going on with the world, but yeah, it's been a bit tough. Yeah, well, we're going to use your expertise on Chelsea women and not uh, Russia's geopolitics. Um, also joining us, uh, Tracy Brown from the Chelsea Pride Group, co-chair, obviously. Uh, Tracy, good to see you again. Lovely to see you in these horrible circumstances. <laughs> um, but yes, we will try to focus on positives as much as we can today and just making sure we get behind our team and our club um as just been mentioned i've been following this club since i was uh, a very young kid and i'm now way too old and and it's many 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 years and i was there before the abramovich era i will be there a long time after that era and it's about getting our club from where it is now into hopefully safe hands going forward so uh, we will see yeah, well, I know three of us had season tickets before Roman Abramovich, and I won't ask Kerry her age. But Kerry, I'll start with you. What was the mood like at Kings Meadow yesterday? Um, what was sort of the atmosphere? What was the conversation around the ground? I mean, it, it felt really weird walking in. Like, it just felt a bit dead, but I don't think that helped with the clash with the men's game. So there was just like, actually, there was just a lot of conversations about what's going to happen. Like we just got to get behind the players. That, that was the main one. Which is like we got to try and like forget about it for ninety minutes and just get behind the players. Yeah, Tracy, what did you make of it? Obviously, yourself and Kerry a bit more involved behind the scenes. Was there lots of worried supporters there asking you questions? There's lots of press trying to get get answers out of you. That's definitely uh, that's definitely one. Um, I, I agree with Kerry. I mean, you walked in and there was that air of oh. God, what's going on with our club? We're still seeing a certain number around the sides of the pitch. We won't even mention their name. They don't deserve it. Um, but, you know, when it come down to it, we just wanted to back Emma Hayes and the team. 
we were there to give them their full support. We sung from um, the beginning to the, literally the very end. Um, and that's what we could do on the day um, and just try to be positive with people. You know, none of us have answers right now. So all we can do is, is try and be as positive as possible. Absolutely. Uh, Dane, Tracy mentioned the fixture clash. You was at Stamford Bridge. Uh, what was that atmosphere like? There's been defiance with the men's crowd and chance for Abramovich that we haven't seen in the women's game. What was it like at Stamford Bridge yesterday? A uh, lot of cameras walking up, walking up Fulham Road. A uh, lot more than usual. Seen a couple of people on, on on social media say obviously they just obviously wanted people to act out of hand or to do something stupid, so they've got them on camera, and that's another story to go with. Uh, yeah, a little bit subdued to start off with, a little bit eerie. I I I had similar feelings to that last uh, Chelsea home game where we beat Everton four 0 before COVID obviously kicked in with all the lockdowns, where you know there was just like this this uncertainty, you know, like a, an invisible sort of. Uh, aura that you just did not know you did not know what was coming uh what was expected and a little bit like that the crowd was okay uh yeah some muffled tunes for Roman Abramovich I'm I'm a little bit in the middle I chose not to but you know the media's been whacking at us so much you could see I can see why people went well I'm not going to listen to them I'm going to go but that's their choice uh, if they wanted to show thanks for him for 20 years, you know, that's another argument. But I chose not to. Obviously, Newcastle was full of full of, full of banter. That's the loudest I've ever heard him in, in 35 years of going, you know, rightly so. Uh, with 10 minutes to go, I think the week just sort of caught up with the, with the Chelsea fans and it was, you know, we, we were sort of slumped in our chair and we thought it was obviously going to either be a nil-nil, drab nil-nil or Newcastle would nick it. So when... Kai Havertz scored, I probably celebrated more then than I, I probably would have done if we'd beaten Liverpool in the Carabao Cup. It was just obviously emotion, all the stress coming out. You know, uh, Dan Silver from the from the fan cast, the men's side, you know, said he had a tear in his eye, you know, he nearly cried. And I can understand that because, you know, it's been an emotional week, week or two weeks. So, yeah, it was hopefully, obviously, as, as we said, you know, we, we can move on. The positives, I, I, I knew it would be a tough game. I knew if we could scrape it and scrape the next couple of games in the men's and women's and then just hopefully a takeover gets announced and then we can move on and start fresh on a new, on a new page. And, uh, you know, we're not too damaged either side in the men's and the women's, you know, via league tables and trophies-wise. Yeah, I think the way both games ended was quite poetic. Of, you know that never give up so spirit and attitude that the club has showed for for many many years, not even just recently, to get two last minute winners. I know the scenes were pretty crazy at Kings Meadow when I was watching uh, from home, uh, and similarly when I saw Havertz score at Stamford Bridge. Uh, Kerry, I know you've spoken with the club since Abramovich said he was going to sell, but have they spoken since the sanctions or not? Uh, we had a Mark had a chat with someone yesterday, and I think the main thing I can say is don't read everything you read in the press. It's what the club has said to us. Like there's a lot of lies, and it it there will the club will be sold as soon as it can be sold. Yeah, Tracy, is that similar from your position? Um, obviously, we you should never believe the British press too much, anyway, but. Um, Oh come on! There's there's certain. It's not just it's not just a 
the British press. It's so-called ex-playing, think they're pundits, haven't got a damn clue, people. Let's mention Alan Shearer, who deserves a smack straight in the face. I have no problem saying that on this podcast as well. Um, look, at the end of the day, everyone's got their opinion. It's funny. We tend to always get bashed no matter what we do, where we go. We're a hated club at the best of time. I really don't care what people think. Um, but the press will grab any small glimmer of something and run with it in the worst possible way. Um, you know, I've had conversations with the club. Um, I've had conversations with really great individuals at the club who like literally just, if we've got something important to say, we will say it. And at the end of the day, even today, there's loads of speculation on who's going to buy us. Is it going to be Saudi? Is it going to be English? Is it going to be American? Again, speculation after speculation. I just, I'll wait till I hear directly from the club. Um, and that's pretty much what I'm doing now. I've tried to close out at least a lot of the mainstream media, um, so-called newspapers who really haven't got a clue what they're writing. I'd love to know where they think they're getting the stories from, to be fair. Yeah, probably. Um, Dane, the supporters trust put out their statement regarding you know new owners and what they expect from them. Uh, they made sure that they included investments into the women's team in that. But it would be kind of stupid for any new owner not to continue what has been started at Chelsea with their women's team and the way they're growing the, the club that way. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you know, it's you can't even separate them now, you know. Uh, if we're talking about the women's, you know, they're, they're an integral part of the Chelsea club. The name and brand, you know, sorry to use the word brand, but we're global. So that's what we are, you know, and the investments, you know, in the women's team has have proved its weight in gold with the outstanding manager, the teams and the fans, which has equally produced success, you know, trophies and a winning mentality over the last eight seasons. You know, we're all we're all one, you know, men's, women's, the youth development, you know, the whole community. We're, for a Chelsea family and, and you know, you, you might obviously, like I'm a season to colder for, for the men, so, you know, I can't get down to watch the women's as much, but doesn't mean I'm not ever watching the women's when I ever get a chance, like you know, or, or trying to watch the, a youth development game or a, a reserve game. And, you know, that's, that's a choice that a fan makes. You, you, you follow the women's, you might follow the men's, or you can manage to do all of them and good luck to you, but... As far as I'm concerned, yeah, we're 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 all we're all one, and I believe we're viewed as one by the by the board and directors, and and anyone who 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 who's coming in, who who who's opening the books, who who's having chats about taking over, will we'll obviously be stressed that, and if they don't know that already, then they're pretty stupid, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree, uh, Kerry. That has come out of cost, though. Um, the Twitter account at Price of Football revealed the club's finances, the women's team received a record £5.3 million income in 2021, but operated with a £1.6 million debt. Uh, they set their total debt to £6 million, which was paid for via a loan from Chelsea's holding company, uh, which obviously was Roman Abramovich. Um, obviously, there's no guarantee that any new owner will allow that sort of loss to happen. Should we perhaps prepare ourselves for a period where we level up with what comes into what goes out or not? As hard um, as you say, but... Yeah, it's hard to say. I think they might have to look why of the losses, but I think the club has spent a lot of money on the stadium. And I know every time we spoke to the groundsman, like the UEFA will be like, you need to add this and this and this. So that kept adding more and more costs. So I do think the stadiums took a lot of the 
the hit. So I just think it just depends on what the losses actually are, that why we're losing that much amount of money. But I do think the stadium is a huge reason why we are. Yeah, and Trish, I suppose women's football is at a stage where you've got to spend money now and you probably lose a bit to then have that sort of source of income in, in a few years' time, sort of similar to when the Premier League started and they spent big money on these ageing stars to attract to the game and look at the finances now. And if you look at Chelsea's squad, the age demographic is really starting to split between those that are in their 30s and those that are quite young 20s. We can't really afford as a squad not to be able to attract top players. So there is uncertainty around the finances there, isn't there? There is. However, as has been pointed out, we are a global brand. Anyone who doesn't look at football is in their a, a corporate company. Of course, they're a corporate company. And yes, it's about making money. But I think in the long term, to be fair, if they want to cut money in corners, it isn't the women's game where you cut the money in the corners. It's the wage bill of the men's game because that's where the big chunk of the money is. So to be fair, you've, you've got to look at it in a very different way. Um, yes, every club, be it Man City women, Arsenal women, doesn't matter. At the end of the day, you want to keep winning and you want your women's team and your youth teams to do well, you have to invest. We have a winning brand throughout our whole entire club. I've been hashtagging one club for pretty much any tweet I've put out to do with this because we are a global family and we cover every level. So at the end of the day, you just need to keep putting the money in. Yes, it's going to run at a loss, but that's the women's game in truth at present. That doesn't come back even to our club or any club. It comes back to the FA and the investment that is put into the women's game. Want to draw more money into it, it's the authorities that need to change what they're doing, not just the clubs. I still believe whoever comes in will invest in our women's team. We have the best manager not just in the women's game, but one of the best managers in the world. She isn't going to let that drop. She isn't going to let that go. And I think you'd be really foolish to rip our club apart. We are one club. So I personally believe whoever comes in will know that. And I think Abramovich, before the sanctions come in, had said to anyone who was buying, this is what I've developed and people need to keep running with this. So I would hope that would continue. Yeah, I mean, six million to us is a lot of money. Um, but to Chelsea, uh, how long does it take for Lukaku to earn six million pounds? Probably not very long. Um, Dane, Tracy mentioned that Emma Hayes. Do you want to come in first? Sorry. Yeah, I just uh, what Tracy said is absolutely correct. You know, the, the money that the men's have wasted over the years is is nothing short of of laughable. You know, I saw as, uh, some interviews after the game on on uh, Sunday and Jamie Carragher was saying, oh, I don't think Chelsea will be the same Chelsea. You know, they won't be able to do this and do that. You know, they might have to put up with this and put up with that. But the fact of the matter is, if you think of how much money we wasted on transfers over the... You've even mentioned Lukaku. Uh, you know, if we would have kept, obviously... I don't want to turn it into a men's, obviously, podcast. But if we would have kept Broya, for example, you know, you're trying to say you wouldn't have scored as, as many goals as Lukaku. So that's 100 million. You go through the Maratta, the drink waters. Uh, the Zappa Costas, you know, all this money, we, we've, uh, Bakayoko's, you know, I know every signing is a risk, but we have wasted a lot of money in recent years. And if it means we have to just be a little bit more smarter and a little bit more tight and, and, and trust in our uh, development, 
then that's fine. You know, the women's team haven't haven't wasted a lot of money. You look at the transfers, you know, they've made. They've been outstanding players, but the men's have got a lot to answer for. So if it means they have to be a little bit more tighter and smarter, then it can only be a good thing. Yeah, I mean, it would only cost them, if you give them five million, hardly anything, is it, when you talk about mm. the level of men's football? Um, but Tracy did mention Emma Hayes, and this is a subject that we don't really want to talk about, but I think we should. Um, right now, her legacy at Chelsea is obviously untouchable. She is a god or goddess. Given a new ownership, maybe new restrictions on finances, where the club's going, do you see a situation where new owners, new manager? Not that they want to get rid of her, that she would decide. But now is the time after 10 years, maybe to step down. No, not a chance. She loves the club too much. Yeah, she does. 100%. What do you think, then? Yeah, she, you know, she... I'd, I'd, I'd like to think of, of a joint management of, of Thomas Tuchel and Emma Hayes, two better managers we could have in our club at this moment. Uh, I can't, you know, uh, I, I, there, there's so many talented women managers. There's, you know, not a couple of bad men's managers, but yeah, they are the perfect two for to help us, you know, to steer this ship uh, through the obviously the horrible waters and storms we're going through. Emma always talks so highly of of her club, our club, my club, uh, and it, it's it's a, it is a family. It's a passion with her. It's a love. She'd have to be extremely offended. To, to walk, I believe it'd have to be, you know, someone who would, who would do it on purpose, maybe, you know, say something to get rid of it. Obviously I'm going down a completely different, I'm trying to find why she would. And I can't, I can't see why, you, you know, as I said uh, at the beginning, you know, it's just these next couple of weeks and hopefully, you know, Thomas and, and Emma can start planning and building for the future, you know, sit down with, with, with the new owners and see what investments, see what we can do and, and start planning for next season because, you know, whether you're the men's or the women's, we we need them both to stay. They're both important, but for the women's, Emma is 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 our world. So yeah, I couldn't imagine like. Did you that. see the manager celebrations at the end of the games yesterday? I mean, mm. did you see the reactions? That is pure love for this club. The reactions of both those managers. Forget the reactions of both the players who scored, but the managers. That meant everything yesterday because every time we win, it shuts everybody else up. They can all keep talking in the background. We'll just keep doing our job and we'll just keep winning. Mm -hmm. um, and the passion from the managers yesterday was second to none. Yeah, you feel it and you, you get a tingle. And even just yeah. you saying that, just saying yeah. that, and I was put the hairs up on my arms. And, yeah. you know, I haven't got a problem with Klopp doing it. Again, sorry to mention the men's. I haven't got a problem with Klopp doing it, you know, or Conte or whatever. But then don't dig Chelsea, whether it be Emma or Thomas, when he does it, you know, because... It was emotional and, 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 you know, they deserved it and they feel it. You know, when we have going to see Emma run down the touchline like Mourinho-esque uh, uh, and it was beautiful to see. And it just goes to show we're all humans, you know, we're all, we're all feeling it and we're, we're all maybe struggling. But, you know, but yeah, it's, it is, it's, it's, it's lovely to see. Yeah, I thought she had a bet on nil-nil because it looked like she was going to punch Sam Kerr. Um, <laughs> but maybe that was something else. Uh, Kerry, I listened to the Athletics podcast and they were talking about how the men's team found out on their coach on the way to Norwich um, or the airport to fly to Norwich because it's such a long drive. Um, but it's probably fair to say that the women's team found out the same way we did. They weren't told at all, found out on the news. I mean, you would... At home. Yeah, you, they'll be at home. They probably would have found out at home. I, Yeah, I haven't heard anything how they were told. 
And should it be a concern, Tracy, that they're potentially finding out via Sky Sports News like we are? That this sort I of personally reckon Emma would have told them. Emma was close to everything that was happening, the whole trustees mm. thing that was going on. It wouldn't surprise me if Emma would have been told and Emma would have told them. I don't reckon the club would have sat down with them, maybe in the same way they may have with the men's, um, even if it wasn't a coach. Um, but it wouldn't surprise me if it had been Emma that had, had spoken to them. Yeah, and then, Dan, I suppose that makes it more impressive that they went to West Ham and won 4-1 because you know these players aren't set for life. Um, they all have sort of degrees. Most of them have degrees to set themselves after football. They know that there is work after football they need to do to survive. You know, it's not like a men's player where they will could retire tomorrow and they'll be fine. You know, there's a lot riding on these players' careers. Mm-hmm. And to have that uncertainty about their jobs and their livelihoods could have affected them. And the fact that they were so professional and did so well at West Ham is credit to them and, and Emma, isn't it? Well, yeah, you know, they're outstanding human beings, you know. But they're also professional sports stars. You know, their mental strength is is amazing. They're also human and can be affected, but they just showed how professional they are, how wonderful they are, and how sometimes you can leave things off the field and and, and keep playing and, and, and keep... Sometimes it affects us, you know, you know, obviously we've all gone to work, you know, with problems and, and whether we let it affect us sometimes or not. But, yeah, you've, you've got to commend them and just be so inspired by them. But, you know, as as we've always said with Emma Hayes and the team, they're, they're so inspirational, you know, and uh, inspiring. And even when in defeat, you know, it's hard not to dislike them. Or, you know, you obviously get people, we can be critical of, of performances, but you get people over the top. But I can't see how because with this team and this group that we have, it's 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 very amazing. And uh, yeah, that victory at West Ham just showed how much of a team they are and that they followed it up with that tough game went to the end and got a late winner brilliant yeah they play for the badge which is what we love them for uh Kerry, i hope i got this list right you might know if i'm wrong but i've got yona anderson marimiada jiso yun drew spence and jess carter all with their contract expiring this summer uh Marin and jess have options for further years but we don't know if they can be exercised right now is that right well done, Dean. I'm very impressed. Thank you. Well done. But on a serious note, losing yeah. those players um, would be terrible for us, wouldn't it? Not being able to replace them either. Yeah, I think Emma did an interview. She said she doesn't like, she saw made up we might have players that are coming in, but don't know if we can sign them. So, yeah, if you're going to lose five players, you, you need to bring five players in. Yeah, and Tracy, this is why we need quick and decisive action from our government to to sell this club quickly before May, so these sort of issues can be ironed out and sorted out. I reckon, to be quite honest, by the end of this month, I think we'll be in a much better position. To be fair, um, the government also uh, don't want this hanging them over them either. To be to be honest, um, at the end of the day, it, it's better for everyone. Everyone, if the club is just sold. Yes, to the right people. Um, obviously, bids were to carry on coming in this week. Then there's an end to those bids. And we will see from there who will be the successful owner of our club. But there is no reason why quick sell can't go through. Obviously, where those funds are going to go is something that's still highly being spoken about. And that can just be put in a pot for now. And once it's sold, then they can work personally, then work on that to the side of the game. At the end of the day, we need the sanctions gone. 
so we can get on. At the end of the day, even if the club is sold in a month from now, that's still way before the end of the season. We still have time to secure players that we need to secure, um, renew contracts that need to be renewed across the men's, women's and youth system. Pull back anyone we've got on loan who we need, who we feel we should have back at our club. I can name so many from the men's side. Um, and, and carry on business as usual, as best as we can. I do think, as much as everyone's panicking about, you know, the likes of, you know, our players in both the men's and women's team that, that you know, we need to tie down, I don't think that would be an issue um, by the end of the season. Chidge. JK. In all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV? Oh, Chich, I'd be bereft, inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boys live. <laughs> it's all too much. <laughs> I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep. NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match, and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow. Great. Uh, but yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK. And best of all, no more tears for you. Oh, thank you. Thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy. I could cry. <laughs> Where do I sign up, Jidge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. For Chelsea fans everywhere, this is the ultimate football app for you. For match highlights, interviews and the best Chelsea videos and podcasts. Download the free CFC Blues app now from the App Store and Google Play. Yeah, I'm confident that the club are doing their sort of things right, but I wouldn't trust our government to run a bath, let alone a football club. Um, Dane, talking to new owners, then what, what do you want for Chelsea? See stability. Uh, you know, vision for our future, you know, to secure Chelsea's future. Uh, obviously, ambition, equal equal ambition and attention and love to the men's, women and youth development. You know, hopefully the owner or the consortium come in with, with concrete plans. Obviously, they're going to come in with a good PA because, you know, they're all good talkers at that level. 
you know, and we all get sucked in immediately. And then they, you know, unlike the politics and the politicians of the world, they stick to their uh, promises and, and, and everything that they've sucked us in with. You know, our, fault, our future is the most important aspect of everything. You know, Chelsea were here long before us and, and we can only pray that they're going to be here long after us and successful. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it looks like it's sort of three bids that are in the in the lead of the race, should we say, um, which is the Saudi media group, uh, who apparently have no direct links to the Saudi government. <laughs> uh, UK billionaire Nick Candy, who is a Chelsea seat ticket holder, apparently. And uh, a consortium led by American businessman and LA Dodgers owner, owner Todd Bowley. I think that's how you say his name. Uh, Kerry, they've all got pros and cons, obviously, but what do you think is best for Chelsea winning out of those three? Uh, I, I don't know. I, we, then they're, they're not actually come out and said what they will do for the women's side. I think only the Saudi one. That's the one that makes me the most nervous of going, because we're going from one extreme, dealing with Russia, and then dealing with what's going over there. So... I mean, you would have thought a British person, he probably, Nick will know more about the women's game. If he follows the women's game, I don't know. It's a, I think there's just pros and cons to all these bids. Yeah, that is true, Tracy, but I'm going to say a big no-no to Saudi Arabia. Uh, thanks, but no thanks. Um, let's just, at the end of the day, I, I, agree, I want what's right for our club <laughs> as a whole, for the future of our club. Remember... At the end of the day, the fans are the ones who are there week in, week out. So it's actually about the fans. As much as an owner is there, it's the fans that make the club at the end of the day. Man of, you know, owners come and go, but fans do not. Um, whoever comes in needs to look at the club as, as a whole, and no one should have any discrimination against them whatsoever. The human rights angle of the Saudi Arabian bidders would would worry me slightly no not slightly a hell of a lot and that's not i'm not talking about that from the chelsea pride point of view i'm talking about that from say our no to hate campaign the club has worked tirelessly on discrimination across the board we have a, a team captain in in magda who said she would not want to be going to the world cup this year because of where it's been held if she was a men's Captain, she wouldn't want to go out there. She wouldn't want to go out there. So the idea of us having an owner from from Saudi Arabia or any any part of that that part of the world, I think, as women and women's rights, you would be extremely concerned. Um, I, it's almost like jumping from the frying pan into the fire if you're going to go Russian Saudi Arabian. I mean, at the end of the day. Fan-led review, you know, I'm part of the FSA. Tirelessly, we have worked behind the scenes and anyone has behind football to make changes in football and the governance of football. So that when owners new, new owners come in, we don't have the debacle that has actually just happened at Newcastle, for instance. Stuff needs to change. Um, I don't want to see it that all of a sudden, a couple of years down the line, governance changes and everyone looks back at Chelsea again because we've gone from a Russian owner to a Saudi Arabian owner. Where's that money come from? And we're back in the same position. And that has to be what we have to think long term about our club. I will work with anyone who comes in, but they need to have the same want and desire 
as our fans. It's as simple as that. Yeah, well, I would rather not, um, even if they have said they will have good intentions. Um, Dana, I talked to you about as the resident American on the show, um, Todd Bowley. Uh, we're going to buy the NW, NWSL side, Washington Spirit, but pulled out of that deal. Um, but I suppose importantly, he took over the LA Dodgers the same way that the Glazers took over Man United, where he loaded them with all the debt of, of doing the deal and has had the club pay it off. Should that be a concern for Chelsea? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it should be a concern. I don't know a lot about him. I believe he's got a stake in the LA Lakers as well. I reached out to... Uh, my friend, obviously, you know, you know, Brian Wolf, who's the uh the overseas rep fans forum for Chelsea FC. Uh lives in Chicago and asked him, you know, obviously I saw you uh, asked him more about, you know, to, the pros and cons, but he didn't know much either. <laughs> he only told me what I already knew. He was no help whatsoever. Uh but I've seen a couple of his interviews, and like I said earlier, good PA talks a good game. He was talking about the, uh, the European Super League from from months back. If he happened to be in charge of a uh, of a Premier League uh, uh, soccer team, and uh, and he said it's all about the fans, so he would have turned it down. Again, you know, it's easy to sound good and, and look good uh, with Nick Candy. Uh, you know, they got him before he came into the stadium, didn't he? And he looked a bit startled, like a, a rabbit in headlights. But obviously, he's a very successful man within his own right, uh, a property developer. I've heard that he, he hasn't got a consortium together yet. But as he stated, live on Sky Sports, he's been in Chelsea Sports since he's four. So you'd hope he gets it. So I can romance with that. But by all accounts, uh, Todd Bowley, and he, he's obviously partnered up with a property developer, another billionaire property developer who, okay, he happens to be a Tottenham fan, but we've all seen that, you know, within sports that you're going to have players who are from other areas and sport other teams. It's just the way it is. You know, I remember Jody Morris, I probably said this hundreds of times, I remember Jody Morris saying years ago that you can have 100 employees at Chelsea and probably only four of them are actually Chelsea supporters and that's just the way it is. So what I'm hearing is, uh, yeah, that Todd Bowley is 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 by far like the, the outstanding candidate at the moment. He's He's got the vision, he's got the good ideas, he's got obviously a consortium, you know, there's a, obviously a Swiss billionaire in there as well. So there's, there's the three of them. And, uh, but yeah, you romance with Nick, don't you? But, uh, you know, as, as the lady's already said, we, we, we have to go with what's best for Chelsea. And I think hopefully the idiots who are trying to, to trying to make decisions for us, uh, don't make pass it on to to the people you know i think it's rain within new york and hopefully they can recommend and and give pointers of where to go because you know this is important for us do you know what i mean and uh it, it's a massive decision moving forward and i you know I, I when i when i saw about the saudi arabia you know links early and apparently they made a bid 2.7 billion and it was going to blow obviously Todd Bowley and his consortium out because there's, there's no way they'd go up to that level and everyone's like laughing and doing the, the gifts and the memes about the uh, he's a trillionaire and all that but then you start to realise you know the problems and 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 certain views and obviously yeah we can't link them to to him or his consortium but that is uh, is a rocky road that I, I don't think I'd want us to go down uh, I think you know it is a risk uh, 
you know, Roman had his ways. Uh, we learned to deal with his, 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 how he dealt with managers. And, but we also knew what we got with him. It was the managers that we, we did not know how long they would last for. So we're going to have to learn to love someone new, trust them. And yeah, hopefully please that they make the decision because they're going to make the decision. They're going to go off and carry on doing their day jobs and, and whatever they're doing. Well, we, we're the ones going to have to sit there and watch it and, and part of it for the rest of our lives. Yeah, and Kerry, I suppose that's why things like the gold was it the golden share and having you know fan representation on the ball is, is going to be so important. You know, with these new owners, we we don't know what we're going to get. Yeah, hopefully they will carry on that because luckily I'm on the fans forum for the women's supporters and Tracy's uh, the fan the, on the fan boards. So we kind of me and her kind of like tag team the club with with the issue. So we want to carry on doing that just just because it just annoys them that we we will keep. <laughs> I'll bring up all the issues and then she'll bring up all the issues and then we sort of work, we've worked as a team. So I hope they do keep that. But that's for the men's as well. Like I've only had one meetings, but they all like a great, great group at the fans forum that they, and they just care about the club. So hopefully we all can stay aboard. Yeah. And I'm one of those fans who goes to both grounds. Um, I'm one of those fans who, who goes both for men's and women's. Um, you know, I've been going to Stamford Bridge since I was eight years old. My poor father had to take me even though he was an Arsenal fan. So, you know, you've got an only, only child, you know, you'll do anything for her, poor man. Um, you know, at the end of the day, you know, my whole life has been this club and it will continue to be this club um, until I'm no longer here. So regardless of who the owner is, who the manager is, what team is on the pitch, whether we're winning trophies or losing, or losing, at the end of the day, I'm Chelsea through and through, like the majority of those fans out there who just want this situation resolved. Yeah. Do you think, though, with the fan rep on the board, I think it's been like one space, it should be two and there should be one for the men and one for the women, because obviously not everyone is the same as like the four of us that do support both the men and the women. There are some that just do the men's. Just so we've always got that representation. We have three fan reps at the moment that are on the board, so I'm one of them, um, and we have two others. I'm Out of the three... I'm the only one who goes to Kings Meadow, even though I go to Stamford Bridge as well. I'm the only one of the three reps. And I do think it's massively important that that continues going forward. But that's conversation that the club will know the situation where they are with the fans. The employees who are employed at our club, we do not know if they will land up staying or not. That will be in massive discussions. I would love to see a good chunk of the people who are there still be in there at the end of the day because they understand how this club works and runs at the end of the day you're still going you can't make or can't all can't just walk away and the new owners come in thinking they know how to run our football club because they don't so at the end of the day i would hope that whoever who we have there now will still in some way be there for guidance um on the back of what happened with that ridiculous super cup you know we gained as fans, more power than we'd ever had. That needs to continue. And that needs to continue across the whole entire club. So it's vital. Yeah, well, we are champions of the world. So we've shown that people there know what they're doing. Um, you would hope they keep on. Um, I suppose anything now that we haven't covered, Dana, I suppose that you think we should talk about? Uh, I suppose... You know, like I said at the beginning of the, of the program, you know, you know, I suppose 
people just sometimes want answers and although we haven't got them sometimes you know you can just reach out or, or listen to fan calves or intelligent people you know like Tracy and Kerry and just and that gives you hope and just 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 helps you, you you see a light you know at the end of the tunnel because it is uncertain times and you know we've already said you know the media and and the journalists and social media just not helping you know we're talking about points deduction or rubbish like that points deductions take take the trophies away uh, uh relegation uh that the daily star wasn't that the daily stars like oh. take all of their trophies away okay okay we're gonna listen to you as journalists all right then I did see a journalist say, "Yeah, I think they they should give up the European Cup." He happened to be a <laughs> he, he happened to be a Man City uh, journalist, so that was quite funny. So, then I presume it went to them, but it would go to them. So you know, just 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 choose the right avenues and choose the right people, and try not to, you know, worry too much because I think it will sort itself out. And 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 you know, I think we've had a good discussion today. And again, it's it's it made me feel as good as I did on 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 Friday and Saturday when I finished the men's fan cast. And you know, it's just the you know just to try and be positive uh, and and remember that we're you know we're all in it together. And you know, whether it would be the the, the the coaches, the management, you know, the players, us supporters, even you know, you talk about tea ladies who have been there for 50, 60 years. You know, who absolutely adore the club, the kit men. You know, you know, you know the the pitch. People who keep keep on top of the pitch, you know, there's so much there, and and the media have just shown a total disrespect to your average Joe, uh, average Jane, who 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 are not famous, who are not getting the, the the million pound wages, but have happened to have a job in Chelsea and have just been told that you know we don't come to work this week, or even the megastore people, you know, you could have poor students in the megastore or the shops or whatever. And the government were just, okay, you can't do this, you can't do that. A total lack of respect for any dignity and, and just, just the, the general how, you, you, how you're supposed to live your life. And it's, it's a shame, but I was obviously, I've actually gone off blink and track of where you've actually asked me if we could cover anything else, I suppose, yeah. I think we've done well in, 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 in the less than the hour. But again, you know, if you want to reach out to us or DM us or you know, chat about any crap, whatever you want, you know, we'll answer back and, and hopefully, you know, we'll, we'll get some we'll get some little mufflings coming out on Friday because I think that's the deadline. There are going to be rumours, aren't there? It's just which ones are true. And then hopefully 10 days after that, we might know something even better. Yeah, a good summation, Dane, even if it was. Well, you know, yeah, it's like when you say, can give me a one word answer and I'll give you freaking an 11 word sentence, won't I, as an answer? So, yeah, I'm not I'm not good at that, really. <laughs> Gary, just quickly, um, the banner for Al Abdelina. Um, can you just explain why all the players have these banners? Because they represent every single player in the team uh, and why it was kept up, just so people have that information. My favourite topic over the last two weeks. Sorry. Um, basically, we're, we're a supporters group and we pride ourselves in supporting all the players. So we've gone a little bit extra because we... Put the player, uh, well, whatever nationality you are, we'll get a nationality banner and we'll put your name on it. And it makes them feel better. And with her banner, we've gone backwards and forwards. We've spoken to people at the club. We've spoken to those people in the group. We, we're, we're in a really tricky situation. There's no other Russian players in the WSL. So we couldn't go and ask other support groups what are you guys doing? We just don't know. I don't, 
there's no right or wrong reason to do it. We've moved it so it's not in TV, in the TV. So when it's on um, TV, you can't, won't be able to see it. But we thought it was important for her to know that we still, we, we support her. And her face when she got the banner, like she doesn't speak any English, was like, she just loved it. And we, if we were going to take her banner down, we would have took everyone else's banner down. We didn't want to, if she saw her banner was up, she might feel like we're like, we're turning against her. And we're not, but we're also, the banner doesn't represent Putin or his government. That banner is for her and it has her name on it. That's all, that's all the banner represents. Yeah, just, just so like, idiots are clear, the banner is for our player, Alcio Abdelina, mm. who we support week in, week out, who has family in Russia, who obviously we don't know their political allegiances, but if you speak out about the Russian government, you get taken in the back of a police van, uh, not knowing if you will return or not. Um, she's in a foreign country, she does not speak the language, but she understands from the banner that the group put up that she has a family here, so it will stay up, hopefully, in my opinion, uh, for as long as... The club have said it can stay yeah. The, the club, club said, said it's up, so yeah. it's up. The club, the club said to us, we're not going to ask you to take it down. There we go. Anyone who argues this with me, carry on arguing with me. But if she, has, if, Russia, if, she, has, if she has an issue with it, we would have took it down. If she thinks that she's bringing too much attention to her, then we would take it down. Yeah, no, I, I agree it should be up and she's done very well when she's played herself, which is a testament to her, uh, obviously, you know, the situation that she's in. Uh, Tracy, any final sort of closing remarks from yourself? Everyone just needs to try and stay calm and let the procedure play out. There is no point in jumping through hoops, speculation, and actually just wait for the club to actually say stuff. There is so many rumours going around at the moment, a lot of them driven by the ridiculous press. And as Chelsea fans, we will remember everything that has been said against us in the last week or two. We won't forget, like we won't forget sponsors deciding to temporarily leave. No, 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 don't come back, simple as. And we won't, we won't forget the, the, the pundits and, and the papers and the journalists who have written absolute drivel about us. Um, we're one club, we're one fan base. We will stick together solidly. And what we need to do is just focus on, on the future. And hopefully, fingers crossed, we'll have a good outcome and uh, we can move on from this. And then those other clubs and those other fans, Spurs fans in particular, who really think, you know, they're the big I am. Okay, all right, come back to us when you've won something. Long time to Man City fans who think we should give them the Champions League. Oh, she want to get it by default and not win it. Well, okay then. Yeah, no. Patience uh, is key, I think, right now. Lots going on, uh, lots of rumours. Hopefully, you've enjoyed this discussion about the future of Chelsea women. Hopefully, you know, as Emma said, internally right now, the women's team is such a key part of what the club is. Any new owner would be would be insane not to carry on and. If they tried not to, then there's you know, people like Tracy, which we will unleash. We will let her loose on that new board. Don't, will... Yeah, seriously. I'm ready to already headbutt some journalists. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, we will be back to talk football later this week. Uh, Chelsea obviously play Everton on Wednesday, so we'll come back later in the week to actually review a football match. 
which is what we are here to do mainly. Uh, in the meantime, if you're looking for a safe space to talk all things Chelsea, then make sure you to join our Discord channel. And if you love what we do, you're willing and able to help support the show, then please do consider joining us on Patreon. The links for both of those are in the description box of this episode. Uh, you can find the show on Twitter at MoKingsMeadow, me at DMiz, Dane at DWIT9, Kerry at Kerry Evans, and Tracy at ChelseaGirl78. You can also find us on Instagram at WentToMoKingsMeadow. Uh, before we go, just want to reiterate the situation in Ukraine is deeply disturbing and upsetting. Uh, Putin's regime is acting against international law, and we hope that all citizens of Ukraine can stay safe from military force used by Russia. Sanctions against Roman Abramovich might be justifiable. His involvement in British football due to coming into incredible wealth after the fallout of the Soviet Union might be questionable. But to Chelsea's supporters, it's undeniable that his influence on the club has been nothing but positive. He helped transform the fortunes of the team, invested heavily into our academy, and after a few years of persuasion, the women's team. Uh, he led the club through the COVID pandemic and ensured we did what was necessary to help the community, regardless of cost. He's also ensured the club faced up to all forms of anti-Semitism and discrimination. Our fans are club like Portsmouth, Sunderland, Blackburn, Wigan, Bolton, Wanderers. The list could go on. Is Abramovich really the worst thing to happen to football? Or is it the owners of these clubs who allowed financial ruin and almost destroyed hundreds of years of football history? Right now, government sanctions only affect Chelsea, not just the team, but ordinary members of staff who go to work, pay their taxes and contribute to British society. How does it affect Putin? These people are the ones losing their jobs. It's not Abramovich, it's not multi-millionaire players, it's just your average employee of the club who are facing the consequence of government actions. Mr Abramovich has agreed for the government to proceed with the sale of the club and we implore them to act swiftly and decisively in completing the sale. The future of our football club is literally in their hands right now. But be sure, we will be there regardless of what happens within the coming months of the year. Thanks for listening. Until next time, from Kings Meadow to Wembley, keep the blue flag flying high. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.